Hello, 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 everybody. It's me, Jeanne Janae. And this is another episode of my podcast, The Power Is Mine. Nice to see you guys. Nice to be back. It's been a while, but honestly, I'm trying to figure out like how I want to end my podcast. Because I do want to be like mad consistent to where it's on like a basis of you guys could keep listening to it but I also want to actually experience growth and um basically the, let's get into the title of today's pod the, the title of today's pod is called I am the problem but back to what I was saying because <laughs> y'all we're gonna get into some things but basically um I would like to put my podcast out on a more consistent basis because I do want to stay in the loop to an extent. Like, I just have to be, like, 100% fully transparent, right? So in life, we can all do things. And we can do it from a, um, a solid place. We can do it from a place of wanting people to learn, wanting people to grow, different stuff like that. But then, sad to say, we all still need to make a living. And we still want to be able to, at some point in time make money from doing what we love or sometimes you can have a job and the job can fund you doing what you love but at some point in time you want to be able to quit the job and just do what you love full time so i want to put out my podcast more often i want to be in the position of being got a little deodorant right there i want to be in the position of being um what's it called like a consistent podcast to where you guys have something to listen to every week so I do want to try to do that, but I also want to actually experience growth. I don't want to just be putting stuff out just to put it out. And sometimes growth takes a little bit longer than just, okay, this week's growth. Okay, that week's growth. Okay, this week's growth. Okay, that week's growth. Like it's it's a little bit more um, long than that. And I actually want to experience life and actually feel the emotions, process the emotions before just turning on the camera and crying in the thick of it all the time. Because sometimes, yeah, I'm always kind of on the verge of tears because there's always so much to talk about, so much to think about, so much to process and work through. But sometimes I feel like you do need to actually take time to process your emotions before speaking. So that's when people get into like, think before you speak, right? But um, beyond that, I still want to provide value to you guys. I just want to make sure that it's from a genuine place and that it's not just, okay, I need to put out as much as possible just so that they have something to look at. No, I want it to be genuine. So getting into today's pod, I am the problem. So you guys, I definitely feel like I'm probably going to cry. And lately I've kind of been suppressing me crying on camera because I've felt like a little bit crybaby-ish, a little bad, but that is actually one of my points today i believe let me look them up um yeah that's one of my points today because literally um i think that in my life i've always had the experience whether it be around family whether it be around other people like school like going into work environment stuff like that I've been told a lot that um, 
I'm doing too much or I need to calm down. I need to work less or be less, be less loud, be less strong, be less, um, what's it called? Confident because people are going to take it like I'm trying to show off. People are going to take it like I'm this. People are going to, so in my life, um, and I had to really trace and do the pinpointing, like put together the dots and figure out where it comes from. And a big thing of me figuring out where a lot of stuff comes from, it starts at home. And also within that, I always want to put the disclaimer out that I speak freely about what I've experienced with my family or friends or people like relationship wise, because at the end of the day, um, you have to know where you come from to know where you're going. But also a big thing, which is one of my pinpoints. No, it's not one of my pinpoints, um, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. You got to know where you come from to know where you're going, but you also can't ruminate. And I realized in a moment yesterday after talking to a friend that literally it's a very bad habit I used to see that my mom had. Um, and I would be so not necessarily upset with her. I would kind of pity her. I would kind of be feeling away about it because I would just be like, mommy, just snap out of it. Just just work through it. Like, just come out of it. You don't have to stay there. You're not there anymore. But um, even if we don't like to, sometimes we do exactly what we don't like in our parents and we start to become them a little bit. But that doesn't mean you have to stay them, right? And you don't have to stay frozen within the trauma that you've experienced or the trauma that's been imposed onto you. So getting into the first point, um, taking accountability. Now, a big thing that I've come to notice, whether it be families or friendships or um, relationships or whatever, sometimes people that have been through a lot of different things, um, they are a little bit more susceptible to being super apologetic, even when it's not their fault, because it's a way of like just peacekeeping and Sometimes we can take accountability beyond the point of it actually being our accountability to take. So that happens a lot of time when you're around a lot of people that are victim blaming, a lot of people that are gaslighting, trying to convince you of your reality not being true just because they don't want to take their own accountability. But in situations, um, when it comes time to stop being the victim, when it comes time to grow beyond things, let things be your fuel. Let things be the fire that like sparks you. Let things push you onto your next level in life that you need to go. You can take accountability for the fact of like, I think I'm trying to say right now, you guys, all the right things. And I wanna try to say it the best way I can because I don't wanna be emotional. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, in the midst of a lot of situations, the vic being the victim is a little bit easy, you know? And that's a big thing I had to deal with just recently. Like, you can accept that you were the victim of a situation, but you do not have to hold yourself within that victimhood. And I can take up accountability in different situations where I'm kind of 
holding myself in that victimhood. I don't want to be in that victimhood anymore. I'm a victor, not a victim. I can accept what happened to me, but I can take accountability for the fact that I don't need to stay there. Like, and my toxic behaviors, my being sad, my holding myself in the position of where I was traumatized and then turning around and traumatizing others because of my own trauma is not good. I have to take accountability for that. So also coming to the next point, um, you can only, or you should only focus on what you can control. Like, I think a lot of times when situations happen and we ruminate on this happened and that happened and they did this to me and they did that to me, yes, it's true. People can do things to you, but you also have to go back to taking accountability in a lot of situations and see where sometimes we have to understand that people can only do or persist to do what you allow. And I've had to look back at situations and realize that when things happened early on in my life and they kind of put me in a certain headspace and then I got around other people and they were trying to be mean to me or they were trying to speak to me a certain way or they were trying to like make me feel certain ways about myself me being held in that position of victimhood from an earlier stage in my life from experiencing different things with my family made me a little bit more susceptible to allowing somebody to treat me a certain kind of way you don't have to stay anywhere where you are not protected respected or loved and a lot of times within our family units we're told well that's just your family well like you should still love them anyway you should still this you should still that right and that can a lot of the times Yes, we should understand it. We can grow past things. We can accept things for what they are. We can accept people for who they are. But we do not have to accept abuse. We do not have to accept people calling us out of our name. We do not have to accept people talking to us any kind of way, putting us down. We do not have to accept people physically traumatizing us. We don't have to accept it. And when we go out into the world and we've dealt with so many things at home, and now we feel like, we're taught to just take it. Sometimes you're put into situations where people are being certain ways to you. And because of that trauma that started at home, you're just taking it. And at some point in time, you have to break that cycle of just taking it, just accepting it, just saying maybe somebody's having a bad day, maybe this, maybe that. Because I always say I'm empathetic to people, but I don't make excuses, you know? And within me experiencing that on the flip side of me growing to a certain point and seeing what I will not take from people, I've had to acknowledge that in different situations, I was the same villain. So that goes back to taking accountability. Sometimes people are the villains of our story, but sometimes we're the villain in someone else's. And that's a hard pill to swallow, hard pill to swallow. Because I always say that I never want my heart to hurt anyone else. But sometimes, sadly, even if we don't want to, we're going to hurt somebody else. We're going to be the villain in someone else's story. And at some point in time, you have to accept that. And you have to forgive yourself.
and you don't necessarily have to forgive others but i will say no matter how cliche it sounds forgiveness is for you not for them so that was one of my points but i'll go ahead and mention it um forgiving yourself for who you were or who you needed to be because a lot of the time we're kind of as people were in that survival mode or we're not realizing that y'all i will tell you i will be the first to tell y'all trying to rewire my brain trying to undo all that i've experienced and trying to figure out exactly where it stemmed from so that i can stop doing it so i could break that pattern it is so hard it is so hard y'all like and it's harder to realize that within me being within me trying to heal myself within me trying to meet my own needs i have become someone who has hurt other people it is so hard to realize that but you have to take accountability and you have to be willing to apologize and you have to understand that people don't have to tolerate you at your worst they don't and it's not a bad thing on their part because a lot of people are out to preserve themselves. Now, some people do get, do it in a really bad way, like in a really terrible way. They're really bad people, you know? But, and I don't want to, oh, I don't even really want to say people are bad people. They've just experienced different stuff. But my my belief is that if you've experienced things and you don't try to figure out how to fix them, then you start to become a bad person. You cannot hide and run from everything for so long. You cannot run from it. Because it will come out at some point in time. You know? What's done in the dark does come to the light. So, at the end of the day, I can take accountability in situations where I was wrong. Where I allowed myself to be the victim. You know, where I painted myself to be the victim, where I let myself be the victim. And I could have been the victor. I could have stood up and used my voice. I could have been stronger. I could have fought, you know, I could have said no. But sometimes when we are in situations or we're around family, especially. That always is trying to tell us to suppress ourselves, always trying to make us feel like we are not worthy or deserving of love unless we do this unless we do that it becomes hard to use your voice it becomes hard to stand up and sometimes you go about using your voice later on in life in not necessarily the wrong way but in ways that might not be um as matured or as acceptable so i've definitely realized in a lot of situations that it's been me you know and i've realized that um at my core the biggest thing that i've ever really wanted was to feel heard was to feel seen was to feel loved unconditionally because i didn't feel like i had that you know but that is not for me to feel anymore i have to take accountability and I have to release that because that is not my burden to bear anymore.
I have to set myself free. I have to unlock my own shackles. And imagine going through life feeling shackled only to realize that you're holding the key the whole time to unlock yourself, to free yourself. The power is yours. The power is yours. Whew. The power is yours. You, you can take back your power from that person. Not go in a way where you're taking back your power from people who do not deserve to be, um, to like have that pain inflicted upon them. No, you take back your power from that person by releasing yourself from what they did to you, from what they said to you, from how they made you feel, from how they made you condition your brain to feel about yourself, you know? So... That's another one of my points. Release the weights that have been handed to you. At the end of the day, something can be so light, right? We'll take it like this, right? This is my notebook. I can take this light notebook and I can put it in my hand for two seconds. It doesn't do anything. But imagine me sitting for two hours holding my hand like this. I'm going to start to cramp up. I'm going to start to feel pain. I'm going to start to feel it. Now imagine two weeks of me sitting with my hand like this, with this notebook, just because somebody said, hey, hold this real quick. I'll be right back. Now it's been two weeks. Now imagine two months. Now imagine two years of holding that. Imagine 20 years of holding on to something that somebody placed upon you. So right now, the biggest lesson that I have learned, thank God that I had my friend to speak to, is that it is not your burden to bear anymore. You can release it. You can let it go. Just because somebody said, hey, hold this. Just because somebody told you you are unlovable. Just because somebody told you you are unattractive. Just because somebody told you you are this, you are that, does not mean that you are but that is probably how they feel about themselves. And that is why I've always been so sickened by people who let their inner storm become other people's problem. And within me taking accountability, I've realized that in me trying to work through my traumas and me trying to work through my different situations, I have let my inner storm become other people's problem. And I hate, I hate it. So you can deal with things alone. You could deal with things by yourself, but sometimes you need community. Sometimes you need a friend. Sometimes you need somebody. And the sad thing is, is therapy is so damn expensive. <laughs> or sometimes it's inaccessible. But I've seen different things like different ads on Instagram where they're making therapy more accessible. You can find it. There's sliding scale therapy. There's something called BetterHelp that I keep seeing an ad for. I don't know. Um, but basically, your journey is your own. And... Within me even saying this, I'm thinking on like 
sometimes how people kind of treat me about oh you cry too much or oh you shouldn't let everybody know or oh you shouldn't this or oh you shouldn't that and it kind of makes me want to suppress myself and suppress what I know I'm trying to do or trying to accomplish for other people but I guess I'll take on the mantle of I will be the girl and it'll be my brand of crying. Somebody told me that. They're like, bitch, if you won't cry, fucking cry. If that's just your fucking brand, then cry. Because you're helping somebody else. And that's exactly what I intend to do at all times. Because I know in so many different situations, I just wish that somebody would have been for me what I try to be for other people. That's all I want. So I don't know who be watching my shit. I like when people tell me, I'm like, oh my God, I would have never known that you watch my stuff. But you will get through it. You will find a way. You will find a way. I promise you. I promise. I promise you will find a way. I promise. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up. Because it is so not fun <laughs> to heal it's so not fun and it's so not fun to acknowledge what somebody has placed upon you to acknowledge what somebody has done to you to acknowledge that at one point you were the victim and then it's so hard to acknowledge that you don't have to be anymore it's so hard it sounds crazy but like i don't want to be the victim anymore i don't but sometimes I'm allowing myself to be. And that's what I have to take it and realize. My accountability can be, I, I can see I was the victim, but I am not anymore. I'm not anymore. I don't have to be afraid anymore. I don't have to be quiet anymore. I don't have to let what happened to me affect my future. I don't, you know? I don't have to. So I can only focus on what I can control. And what I can control is I experience my emotions, but I am not my emotions. I am not all of my thoughts, you know? Like they just happen, but I am just the observer of my thoughts and my emotions. Who I am completely is not just oh she just cries a lot just because somebody just says that people there's duality there's multifacetedness <laughs> you are so much more than just your emotions and you don't have to completely suppress who you are or completely suppress your emotions now yes there is a time and a place for things yes i shouldn't be breaking down crying everywhere but also it's okay to be a little bit emotional, especially when you've been through a lot. Especially when you've been around people who have convinced you that you cannot be 100% yourself, that you cannot be loved, that you cannot be loving, that you cannot be a little loud, that you can't be a jokester, that you can't be, that you can't love who you wanna love just because of how they feel about it or because of what they are suppressing. You don't know what other people's inner storm is. And you are not a train wreck just because somebody else is better at hiding how crazy they are than you. <laughs> you are still worthy of love. 
if you are still lovable and you are still amazing with all of your imperfections and that goes to another point that I wrote down depression comes from suppression depression comes from suppression like it really does because when I have the most depressed is when I'm pretending to be something that I'm not I just want to be myself and when you are living a life for other people when you are trying to be what other people want you to be, when you are always thinking about what other people think of you, you will become depressed. And that's where depression comes from. And that's where being suicidal comes from because it's just like, I'm never good enough. I'm never good enough. And you gotta, if you gotta figure out where it comes from so that you can stop living in that point so that you can stop being in that victimhood so that you can start being strong and start living for yourself start living out loud and it comes oh my god oh my god it comes with persecution when i tell y'all sometimes it's the hardest thing to live for yourself around everyone who's living for other people because they will make you feel like shit for it But at some point in time, you have to overcome that cringe. At some point in time, you have to say, fuck them. Like, ugh. Just because you're not living for yourself doesn't mean I don't, I can't, you know? There's strength in individuality. There's strength in being crazy. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about the type of crazy where you fucking with other people, you messing with other people, you doing this, you doing that. I'm talking about like, you're, you're a little bit weird. You're a little bit different. You're a little bit off. And that's okay. Just as long as you're not hurting other people. Just as long as you are not hurting other people. You hear me? So. I've come to realize the most when people are doing crazy ass things. Doing things in the dark. Is because they're scared of what people will think. If they live out loud. And sometimes some shit ain't meant for everybody to know. Definitely. But for the most part, live in your authentic self. And when you start to live in your authentic self, you will start to release some of that depression. Now, is it easy? Hell no. Will people call you weird? Hell yes. Will people... Try to make you feel like shit for it? Hell yes. Will people feel like because you're open and honest about whatever insecurities or, or you're open and honest about whatever might happen, whatever you might experience, 
that they can put chinks in your armor, that they can try to pick at those scabs, pick at those wounds. Yes, people will try. Because how dare you live fully in yourself while I'm trying to suppress who I am. But when you can overcome that cringe, when you can overcome those thoughts, when you can figure out where it all comes from and then say, listen, I stand in my power. The power is mine. I stand in my power. I stand in who I am. Fuck you. Who are you to tell me who I should be? You will stop being depressed. You will stop being suicidal. You will stop feeling like you have to live for other people. As long as you are not hurting anybody. And now, what that comes to my last point. Um, pain and sacrifice is the precursor to success. And we all define success as what we want it to be. You know? Um, you can decide what you want success to be, but I also feel like monetary, like deciding on success is a little bit, um, monetarily trying to find success can also lead to depression because the, um, what's it called? The goalpost is always moving. So you're always telling yourself when I hit this point. I will be when I hit this point I will be when I like I'll be happy when I hit this point I'll be successful when I hit this point I'll be strong when I hit this point I'll be this when I hit this point that's also why for me personally um when it comes to like body wise and stuff like that I focus on now this is more outer beauty this is less inner beauty you guys when I focus if I'm going to focus on my body I'm going to say I'm going to work to look how I want to look work to look how I feel good about myself looking right so at the end of the day I've come to realize that when it comes down to how people feel about whether it be fat phobia whether it be being disabled whether it be being less conventionally attractive, whether it be wearing your hair a certain type of way, whether it be wearing like certain type of clothes, just different stuff like that, right? When you're standing in your truth and when you're living authentic to yourself and doing what feels right to you, doing what feels good to you, you know? Then that's what is most important. Like... I have found myself being guilty of um, fat phobia at times, but I know where it stems from. And I know it came from different points, whether it be society, whether it be family, whether it be friends, you know, like, and honestly, if someone is comfortable feeling like within their body that that's what they want to be, then you should let them. You know, like if someone is comfortable feeling strong, being muscular, then you should let them. You know, if somebody is okay with not being uptight and not pretending to present as something else, you should let them. 
and we have to realize where a lot of stuff stems from so that we can break that cycle you know and when I came to that point I'm, I'm sorry I'm missing my point y'all um pain and sacrifice is the precursor to success we all define success as different things and being somebody who is high achieving and always looking for the next goalpost, um, sometimes it makes you a busybody. You're always just doing something. You're never just resting. And sometimes you could be happy within that. A lot of times you are not. So you can't avoid pain. You can't avoid sacrifice to reach certain levels of success. And I saw a video the other day where it was like, somebody said, when you see somebody that's successful, oh, I might have just reposted it. Um, when you see somebody that's successful, don't ask them what they did to get there. Ask them what they had to give up, what they had to sacrifice, how much pain they went through, how much they had to bounce back. Because Lord have mercy, people will envy you for what you have or what you've accomplished and not know all that you had to go through to get there. Not know all that you had to overcome to get there. Not know the fake smile that you had to put on when you were really wanting to fall apart. You know? And I was watching a video with Tariq Ali, I believe, the other day. I think that's his name. And a girl was speaking about addiction. And I have not had, um, what's it called? Like chemical addictions or um, like alcoholic addictions or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I don't, I haven't dealt with substance abuse, but I do know that my addiction has presented itself in other forms. And addiction at its core is all kind of the same thing. I don't want to speak like poorly but at its core we're all kind of addicted to something and that's why i say don't feel bad a lot of time and this advice i have to give to myself don't feel bad that people are just better at hiding their crazy or their addiction than you are you know so sometimes we feel like we're so off the edge we're so just unlovable we're so um crazy because we present differently than somebody else that hides their crazy differently from us some people are the epitome of success but those are the craziest fucking people y'all hear me and when you know those people in day-to-day -day life like you won't idolize people anymore some of the most successful people are some of the most sad people. Some of the most successful people are some of the angriest people. Some of the most successful people are the most depressed people. You know? So we don't know what's fueling and driving someone else. And that's why I try to practice empathy, but I also don't make excuses. So... You don't know how somebody deals with their crazy. 
and sometimes people can suppress something so much that eventually they feel like they can't take it anymore because they don't feel like they have a support system. They don't feel like they have anyone to lean on. So, don't envy someone's supposed success. You don't know what type of mindset people are in, trust me. And you don't know what people's addiction is. So, it's just about kind of trying to deal with our addictions in a healthy type way because we we are the observer of our thoughts you don't have to let them take us over you know so sometimes we can all have a crazy ass thought but you don't have to give in to all of them and I've just always seen that when it comes to addiction I don't want to view it from the standpoint of putting people down because you never know what somebody's going through you never know how that makes them feel but also in that video that I watched with the girl and um Tarek or whatever I really believe it's Tarek Ali basically you have to pinpoint what that feeling is and realize what you're chasing in that addiction to get that feeling and then try to rewire it to something that's healthier for you or healthier for people around you you know because sometimes we self-sabotage ourselves <laughs> or a lot of times i might self-sabotage and hell that might be my damn addiction i don't fucking know so nobody's perfect trust me far from it Nobody has their shit all the way together. They just might be better at hiding it. Or they might have a better support system. And at some point, the support system might be tired of their ass too. So you never know. But the title of this being I Am The Problem Basically, I titled this I Am The Problem because I had to come to the realization that I have to release my own victimhood. Because for so long, I suppressed and I ignored and I compartmentalized and the it, it's always going to come out in some type of way, right? So it came out in the form of anger when I was younger because I couldn't talk. I couldn't cry. You know, I couldn't have an outlet. And that's what it goes back to addiction, like having a healthy outlet opposed to an unhealthy outlet. Do not let your problems consume you so much that you will hurt yourself. Find a healthy outlet. Find what the feeling is and be able to sit with that feeling and be able to process that feeling, work through that feeling. Stop avoiding the feeling and find a healthier outlet. That's what I've had to realize. 
because my addiction used to be violence, anger. And now I don't want to move in that space anymore. I'm not trying to be that person anymore. I've moved to a certain point and I'm not trying to be that person anymore. I'm not trying to prove that I can be angry, that I could beat the fuck out of somebody. I'm not trying to prove that anymore, that I have no need to. I don't want to be that person anymore. So within taking accountability, I've had to realize I am releasing my victimhood because I suppress and compartmentalize for so long and it came out in other ways. And then now when it's coming out, now it's like an overflow. Like I'm, oh my God, I gotta let it all out. Oh, I gotta cry, I gotta, I gotta yell, I gotta scream, I gotta let everybody know, right? And um, I also have to realize that now that I've finally been processing and letting it out and crying and experiencing and feeling, I've started to be basically grieving. I think they say there are five stages of grief. Um, I know acceptance is somewhere in there. I know there's anger, I know there's sadness, I know there's denial. Um, and then I guess like acceptance. I don't know y'all, but basically search it. There's five stages of grief. So you guys, I want to make sure that when you're watching my content that you're not just using me as the end all be all that you kind of further it for yourself. I can't be the only thing that you're looking into because my journey of self-help and self-growth has been like never ending. And I don't think it's ever going to end because you always want to try to grow. So be, don't just take all that I say as Bible. Don't just take all that I say as word. You got to do your own searching and researching. But within my suppression of everything that I experienced within my childhood and finally letting it out and processing it, I've been grieving it. And within me grieving it, I've hit the stage of anger and not just anger towards the people that did or made me feel how they made me feel, whether it was malicious or intended or not. I felt anger towards myself. And I felt that anger towards myself because I wanted to have said, I wish I would have stood up for myself. I wish I would have spoken up. I wish I would have fought. I wish I would have not allowed someone to treat me that way. I wish I would have been able to run away. But sometimes within family, you can't run away because staying is your survival. And sometimes in a situation, whether it be friendship, whether it be romantic, whether it be um, family, whether it be work, staying is your survival. So I understand that completely. But at some point in time, you have to release the weight that somebody has placed upon you. You have to let go of that victimhood. And you have to forgive not only them, but forgive yourself for the tools that you didn't have in that point in time. I am no longer mad at who I used to be. I'm no longer mad at me for not using my voice, for not saying no, for not standing firm on my boundaries because I didn't know how to. You know? Or I wasn't given the tools. Or I didn't feel like I could. I felt like standing on my boundaries, standing firm on who I am or saying no would have resulted in pain. And you cannot have growth without pain. Literally growing pains. You cannot have growth without pain. 
Pain and sacrifice is the precursor to success. And you will define what success means to you. But you cannot avoid pain. You cannot avoid discomfort. You cannot avoid feeling weird, feeling awkward. You can't avoid it. No matter how much you try, you can't. So when it comes to addiction, when it comes to compartmentalization, you cannot avoid it. At some point in time, you will have to deal with it and it will be uncomfortable and it will be painful, but it will be worth it. I promise. It is so worth it. It is so painful, but it's so worth it. And it's hard. It's hard. Don't don't think it's easy. It is so hard. But don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. I promise. I promise at some point in time it gets easier. And between my grief, between my anger, between my sorrow, I am still worthy of love. And at some point in time, I have to release myself and I have to release those around me because if you're not dealing with it individually at some point in time, all you're doing is taking hostages. That's all you're doing. You're taking hostages. Like, you can't force people to endure your growth journey with you. You have to be okay with them not wanting to experience it. People can walk away from you and that's okay. And you have to realize sometimes we're trying to avoid abandonment. We're trying to avoid sadness. We're trying to avoid discomfort. We're trying to avoid being awkward. And that's what you need to stand in. You need to find strength in. Because sometimes you have to see if they would not have abandoned you, if they would not have left you, you would not be who you are and who you need to be. Baby, you better be glad that they left because they making way for something better. Or they're making way for you to do the work by yourself. You know? You can't avoid being sad. You can't avoid being angry. But you control how you deal with it. So focus on what you can control. Oh, that's such a blessing, such a I know there are people who feel like I should be experiencing my emotions alone. I shouldn't tell what my family has done to make me who I am. But then also, my family holds power within me not talking about what they've done to make me this fucking crazy. <laughs> so at some point in time, it's gotta come out, Shy. And y'all, please, it don't got to come out as crazy as mine come out. It don't got to come out as, like, crying as mine comes out. It don't come as angry as mine comes out. But at some point, it's going to have to come out. And whether you have a trusted friend, whether you have a trusted family member, you have a partner that you feel like understands you, um, you can make your way to counseling. Because a friend of mine keeps suggesting counseling, not necessarily therapy. Because counseling can be free, you know? Um... You can find someone to lean on, but don't lean so heavily on others. Like, find time 
to lean on yourself, lean on to your own understanding, lean on to God. Oh, Jesus, because sometimes I have a hard time leaning on God. And I have to be honest. I have to be honest. It's not just like always perfect. And like my relationship with God is kind of up and down, kind of avoidant at times. But when I do make my way back to him or her, I don't know what people um, accept God as. I'm not sure. But truth be told, also what I have found is I say God is within me. So leaning on to God is also leaning on to my own understanding or leaning on to myself. Believing in myself and finding strength in leaning on myself and not others all the time. Because I've seen myself do it. Like, having nobody to lean on whatsoever. And the second I get somebody to lean on, I'm leaning until they break. And now I'm taking prisoners. You don't want your healing journey to be you taking prisoners. So be able to lean on yourself. Be able to grow by yourself. Be able to sit with your discomfort. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay to be bored. <laughs> it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be you. I love you guys.